Okay, to the royal family. All right. We getting there, Dr. Wallace. Forgive me for How that. How is the royal family? I pray that everyone is doing well. Well, my royal family, I'm going to sing Silent Night with the Temptation. All right. I'm getting there. It's <clears throat> a little glitch in the system. Give me just a second. I'm playing just a little music as I'm bringing in the other people. Dr. Wallace, can you hear me? Okay, you're on mute. Okay. Dr. Wallace, give me just a second. I have to resend this link. I'm going to mute you, Dr. Wallace, all right? I think I can mute you.
family bear with me bear with me i had to make some adjustments behind the scenes youtube is acting janky give me just a few I'll... just a few just a few here this was beyond my control so give you a little music and then we will get into it let's see here let me go to this next one then I should be good. Everybody is showing up on the panel pretty good, which is great. And we'll get into some mini Rippleton. Three optic range. So I'm going to do my part. And, you know, Minnie going to just take it and just, you know, she going to do her thing. So. We're going to roll with it, my royal family. Roll into it nice and sweet. Stay. 
stay with me while we grow and we will live each day in the springtime loving you has made my life so beautiful and every day of my life is filled with loving you loving you i see your soul come shining Every time that we, ooh, I'm all alone La 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 That is the end of that. I purposely played that song to annoy some folks and stuff. I didn't play the usual intro, but we um, are going to roll with it as I speak. So how's the royal family? I pray that everyone is doing well. Uh, let's do a sound check here. We have uh, Dr. Rick Wallace. We have KD. And we have our queen here, Lisa Cabrera. Um, I'm going to unmute everyone um, to see if everything is cool on y'all end. Had everything set up so nice way ahead and it didn't work out. It happens like that sometimes. So how are you? How's everybody doing? I'm fine. How are you, Queen? I'm, I'm doing good. I hear I'm, I'm doing well. You got some feedback, Katie, someplace. Um, how are you doing, Dr. Wallace? I'm doing fine. How about you? Okay, you sound excellent. Lisa, sound excellent. Could you come in one more time, KD? I'm doing fine, to Royal. Okay, we can roll with it. I'm going to always start these streams the way that I start. I always start with prayer and close with prayer. I'm not trying to push or proselytize anything. Just showing the creator the utmost respect. And KD, you always pray for us. Would you please do us the honors, my king? All right. I pray, I pray on the behalf of the royal family to Yahweh, our Elohim, through our begotten son and the redeemer, Yahweh Shai, for bringing us, gathering us here today to uh, expound on things that is going on with everything Israel. 
in particular, uh, a certain attack uh, that has been foisted on our fellow elder, uh, which is wrong. But we are here to uh, gather and, um, you know, gather ourselves and gather up more understanding on how to approach this through Galatians 5 and 14, as we are to love our neighbors as ourselves and get more insight into what that uh, verse really means on behalf of this hangout and everyone else in the chat. So on behalf of everyone else in the chat and the panel, I say Shalom. Ooh, thank you, Katie. Thank you very much. So y'all see what the title is? And um, what I'm going to do, since we have um, Dr. Wallace here, um, I would like you to start out, Dr. Wallace. You can talk about whatever whatever you want to talk about here. And I'm purposely doing this because you were one of our guests. And then Lisa could follow. But after that, we'll just do what we usually do, just uh, mix, uh, mix it up. And I'll just be the last to say some stuff after y'all, too. So let's roll with it. Okay. First of all, I want to thank you for inviting me. Uh, thank you for giving me uh, uh, the stage. Uh, on on uh, my channel, I think I've done uh, a fairly decent job of sort of addressing this from a cultural, uh, so socioeconomic, and political perspective. Uh, I believe, and some of it comes from the fact that I was reared by my great-grandparents, by my grandmother's parents, and so there's this instilled and inherent uh, cultural uh, influence that drives me to respect someone not based off of who they are, but based off of my own character. It also gives me a sense of respect as it, it pertains to my elders, uh, my ancestors, but also uh, in this instance, we're talking about a legend, someone that's given more than 50 years of his life uh, to a cause that hasn't necessarily been that great to him. Uh, and he's been consistent, steadfast, and put in the time. I have a problem when it comes to uh, a situation in which someone who hasn't put in the fraction of the time wasn't even born when he started putting in the time. Uh, to res basically uh, resort to an all-out assault or attack for a number of different reasons, which we'll get into later. Uh, I believe that based on a code of behavior, a code of conduct uh, that I actually worked with Dr. Anderson on, as a matter of fact, I think it has to be in play. I think that our elders, our ancestors deserve a certain level of respect and no to all of the people who are backing uh, Tone and Yvette on this madness because they believe Dr. Anderson said something. I'm, a, I'm, I'm at a place where he's earned the right to be, be a little annoyed. He's earned the right to be able to say a little something honorary every now and then. He's earned that right. He's put in that type of time. And with that comes a level of protection and respect. He's off limits as far as I'm concerned. He's put that kind of time in. Is he perfect? No. Has he has, has everything that he's put out by way of hypothesis theory or theory, concept, hypothesis or theory, does it always stand up? Absolutely not. Nobody does. That's the whole purpose of scientific 
exploration and research is to put forth your hypothesis or your, your, your concept, your hypothesis, and maybe even work it to the position of a theory. Very rarely does it get to a point of theorem where it's absolutely proven because we're consistently discovering things. You put it out there and then you let it stand on its merits. So much of what he's done stands on its merits that he deserves the respect of those that follow him. I'm not saying say he's right. I'm not saying that you can't even state that you disagree, but there's a way of stating that you disagree respectfully. There's a way of stating it where you still honor the person who laid the foundation that even allows you to have a platform to speak on anything. We wouldn't be talking about reparations if it wasn't for Dr. Claude Anderson. And so with that in mind, I come from more of a, a perspective of cultural understanding of, you can have all the right strategies. You can have all the strategies. You can talk about holistic education. You can talk about uh, black group economics. You can talk about uh, reverse gentrification. You can talk about all of these things that have to be reviewed. But if we don't have a cultural unity, if we don't have a collective unity, and that doesn't mean agree on everything, that means stand with one another and keep our issues within we're no, none of that's gonna matter because without the cultural unit, there's no sinking of energy which creates the synergy we need to push us through. This is still a spiritual endeavor while it does have physical, political, social, and uh, other uh, elements and components, it's spiritual first. And if we don't address that, and if we don't protect that, we're gonna be a problem. And that again, as, as, I, if I, as I sit back and uh, pass it on to Lisa, we have to have consequences. When someone steps out of line and violates the code of conduct, there has to be consequences. And I've already addressed from my perspective what those consequences should be when someone goes after an elder. Uh, and definitely an elder that's considered a legend by anybody that's really got skin in the game and has been in this fight for any amount of time. So that's where I'm standing on it. We'll talk about it, we'll undress it, we'll do all of that. But at the end of the day, there's a way to do everything. And this wasn't done right. Wallace? How you doing, Lisa? And how you doing, Queen? Just fine. Well, I agree with everything Dr. Wallace said. And we got too much infighting online. And I know there's a lot of people that like to antagonize this kind of stuff and they jump from one fight to the next. But this thing with Dr. Claude Anderson, it should never have been done. And, you know, and I agree, nobody's perfect. They're bringing up the fact that he failed in business. There's a lot of people that fail in business. That does not mean that person don't have a lot of good knowledge to share with other people. We have people that have been to prison and they still have a lot of wealth of knowledge. You know, we've been beat down in this society, period. And we all know this. We don't need people that look like ourselves out here beating each other down. And no, it's not an excuse. I've heard some people say that too. Oh, well, that's an, no, that's not an excuse. You know, there is no way we have to air all of our stuff out online. It's a bad look. And to drag a legend like Dr. Claude Anderson, how many, I mean, we've been watching this man for years. 
Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. We, we've been watching this man for years. Now, all of a sudden, somebody is trying to just show this high level of disrespect. You know, nobody like Dr. Ant, um, Dr. Uh, Rick said, everybody, nobody's perfect. And, and, and bank records. What? Okay, so you found this stuff. And what, what's the next step? You know, this is definitely uncalled for. And how do you now respect the alleged leadership of ADOS now? How do you respect them from this point on? You can't. You can't. You know, I, I think the concept of uh, ADOS is good, but following certain people in it, that's that's bad. Mm -hmm. And that's where I stand. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Big Mike came came through. Um, so, Kate, because uh, I'm gonna be the last to say something. KD, you have anything to add? And then we'll go with Big Mike. Well, I'm gonna go with some uh, personal testimony. You know, being born and raised, you know, in the entire Detroit area. You know, being raised in Detroit uh, for the majority of my life, outside of a year and a half out in Sacramento. Um, <laughs> I want to speak on the behalf of Dr. Claude Anderson um, for the deal that he really tried to broker uh, through the actual 1990s when I was an actual kid. I was a little homie when he was trying to uh, put a, to put together Africa Town. I remember all the festivals, you know, through Heart Plaza and everything. I remember that era like as if it was yesterday. But because of the cowardice of the mayor at the time, you know, Dennis Archer, who was the mayor at that time, um, turned it down for some reason and decided to go with these, um, you know, unlucrative casinos, you know, the Greek town, the Motor City and the MGM, which to, as of today are complete failures. And it's really destroyed the city and took it down, a, a, really a, down a, a very hurtful economic path. So for Yvette and Tone to sit there and just highlight Dr. Claude's failure like that, especially when it comes to the uh, plight of the city of Detroit, when it's still 85% Negro or black, or however you call it. For them to say that his failure of Africatown is a stain on his legacy, I think that's very, very disrespectful. Because they have a uh, they have a tendency of going after entrepreneurs like Jay Morrison. I, I felt it's like when they attacked that man right there, I really felt some type of way about the so-called ADOS leadership right there. Just because he talked with boys. Now, everybody know I don't care for boys and all of them. But to attack a real entrepreneur doing that and then attack Dr. Claude Anderson for his failed uh, deal through African town of Detroit, which really would have put us on a, a big time uh, trajectory for them to disrespect him like that. Nah, ain't no more passes. Once you cross that line, it's over. All right. Let me get big Mike back in here. Hey, big Mike, you have anything hey, to add? You have anything to add to this? I mean, I'm basically, we you know what everybody else saying, all this infighting going on. We're not going to get nowhere with ADOS, you know, and I fell out I, I fell out with ADOS when I did some research on old, old girl Yvette when I seen her mm -hmm. with that MAGA hat on. 
that lost it with me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all I got to say about the situation. It just we gotta we gotta come. We all gotta come together on some common ground. We're not all gonna agree on everything, but we got to you know stay on code is what we've been saying the whole time. But we don't know how to do that. Yeah. Well, this is what I want to add. I've been reading the comments, and people have been talking about um, Jason and Tyreek. I do not agree with Jason or Tyreek. They can be very slimy and they can be very rude and nasty. Um, Y'all know I'm going to keep it core here. And so we have people in here because I I talk about emotions that you feel some kind of way about whoever you particularly support. And so now you're going tit for tat. Now there's um, things that, I've been knowing for a long, long time about Yvette and um, Tone, and I don't bring it up at all. It's a lot of stuff that I don't um, bring up. We can sit up here and judge all day, but you would have to ask yourself, just ask yourself honest questions, because they was over there last night being really, really greasy, and they're not even conducting themselves in a professional fashion, because I often say I hold you to a higher standard. I was listening to Tone. Um, he said incoherent. He ready to pull up his sleeves. He going to be about that life and all of that. And you're getting your emotions caught up in into this. I'm an open book. It's like, if I mess up, I mess up. And we didn't got to the point where it's cool to go ahead and just disrespect folks just because. And all of us can be judged. So all these other people that y'all are bringing up, I have no problem talking about them. I think Jason is rude and very nasty. And I and I think um, uh, Tariq is too. But in turn, they have done some really positive, powerful uh, things. So anything, anybody that y'all are bringing up, um, um, I'll talk about it. Because I remember there was a, um, I was really pissed with um, Tyreek. And the next thing I know, his address is put was was being put out. All of his business was being put out. His finances was being put out. I put my anger to the side and I said, I can't support that. I'm looking on the news and this dude got guns pointed at him and he could have got killed. I don't want to see Tyreek killed. So I don't have that that type of venom in me, even when our folks are conducting themselves in a nefarious um, fashion. But we have to call our folks to the carpet on, on different things. That's why these coons can come in and out of our communities because we have not addressed the situation at the door. And um, I have an article that I'm going to link um, that the Nation of Islam had already been talking about um, that they could see that there was some issues going on with Tone and um, Yvette. But when you when you out there, yeah, let's be about that life and pull my sleeves up and stuff that that's professional. You want these people to represent you on ADOS. You know, that ain't that ain't a good look. And we just going to disrespect our elders. No, no, no. Not in the royal family. Now, all these other racist can people can disrespect their elders. But no, no, no way. That that that's not an option. I'm not going to support disrespecting the elders. And they said, well, he said this and he said that. Well, first and foremost, Dr. Anderson has been affected by the system. He grew up in America. And I would believe 
that he didn't have his journey as a black man. Let's just put away that he's a doctor and all of that, that this is an individual. So you, you're holding Dr. Anderson to a higher standard, but what standard are you holding a vet in tone? Eventually, like I said, you leave a person on a platform long, long enough and they will reveal thyself. And I'm glad that this is happening because it's putting a spotlight on um, our elder. And it's like, let's let's look into this and see what he's all about. Because I'm telling you from experience, I know how this is going to go. I know exactly how this is going to go. So again, we got another division amongst um, the royal family and we need the division. We really do to really look at people and saying, what are you about? Because see, the enemy, the enemy loves seeing this stuff. We have multi-layer wars that we are dealing um, dealing with, and we can get greasy and start pulling putting um, um, a vet's lifestyle out there, and it'll just get more and more and more toxic. When will we um, um, dis- um, be a united front? Because trust and believe, the enemy. They got all kind of greasy stuff that they do. But when there's time to fight this war, they are a united front. That's the question that I ask. So if you all up in your feelings about the things that I say, I don't give a damn. The stuff that we have been going through is atrocious. And I'm not going to support disrespecting anyone. And it don't make sense. And so see people, it, it becomes like a cult following. You don't question anything. Yeah. 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 I'll be right there. Well, Queen, I, I'm going to address somebody that I just saw in the chat. Dwight Davison, okay. you put, if an elder is wrong, he's wrong. Well, let me just inform you of something. I don't know how much aware or how far back you've been following Yvette. The day that Dr. Frances Cress Welsing died, she did a video dragging that woman on the same day she died. Now, what did that elder do wrong? What did they do wrong, Dwight? Mm-hmm. What did they do wrong? I'm going to look for your answer in the chat because, you know, I'm getting sick and tired of everybody any little mistake a person makes, you want to just go off the deep end and start dragging people, but you won't hold the people that are doing this stuff accountable. Now, she dragged Dr. Francis Cress Welsing on the day she died on a video. And you can go out there and still see the rebuttal videos that everybody said. Damn, the woman just died. How could you do this? Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. looking for your response, Dwight. I want to see your response. Uh, you know, what, what is this all about? Go along with everything someone says? What the hell is up with that? The, the, I want to throw something in there real quick. The reason why people do that, because they feel some way about that person. And there's just, there's just no way that they could, they, they would question anything that, that, that they would do. You know, we question things that our own individual families uh, do. And, they could not wait. And I'm going to keep it real core. They could not wait to that um, our queen passed. And they was pissed at the fact that she did not agree with the gay 
community. In the gay community, they are bullies. I talk about the gay community. You ain't going to punk me over here. If you don't support it, then you're homophobic. And I would imagine, damn near all of us got some gay people in our in our family. And when you see somebody, it's a pattern of what they're doing. I, I don't look away with look away at it. I look at it for what it is, straight up for what it is and stuff. And I said, okay, I have to make some um, some decisions here, you know. And uh, when you when you when you are talking to our folks straight on, they don't know what else to say. And see, this type of stuff is a non-progressive conversation. And I have often said that um, you got a lot of people to come here and listen to various channels and some folks get in these beef and battles. And I have learned from my own personal experience, I don't have the right to redirect your energy because I got an issue with somebody um, via uh, YouTube. Nine times out of 10, your subs don't even know what's even going on. I truly respect y'all time. So think about this. This is non-progressive. Non-progressive. Think about that. Same old crap. We keep the divisions that we keep dealing with and you all up in your feelings, but you don't question what this person is doing. The woman wasn't even in the ground and she was all on her. And one more thing I want to add to this that I know about, and I know quite a few, y'all, some of y'all may not know this. When Dr. Anderson many years ago was trying to um, start another black wall street, he had a number of black folks that had came together. They had various meetings and they was really getting it going and stuff. And they knew where they was going to um, um, purchase property and get this thing going systematically every single one of them were paid off not to have a black wall street so you're going to call this black man a failure and the enemy paid our own off do anybody know about that so that that you would consider him a failure and this is not this is not the first time this has happened to us where we come together to try to start something and they're paying us off that speaks volumes about our greatness and the concern that the enemy have about uh, about us because they know how quickly we can progress. We are progressive. The enemy is not progressive. We already know what they're going to do before they do that. You, The stuff that I've been talking about, you can go research yourself. Don't take my word for it at all. Okay. Anybody and, and, um, and to speak a little more on... Um on that particular deal. That's what Dr. Claude Anderson tried to do in Detroit in via of Africatown. All the city councilmen turned on him and said no, and that coward mayor, Mayor Archer, went right along with it. And that's why we don't have it today. Mm -hmm. We got a bunch of cowards that look like us and got the same skin as us. And I'm going to go and reference Roman 9 and 6, talking about... Um, all that ate Israel is of Israel. And this is a prime example of that. And I'm going to leave it at that. What I, what I will add to it is that the way you have to understand history and the results of behavior is by understanding patterns. What you guys have been discussing is simple, sim simply patterns. Uh, there's a pattern response based on set protocols and codes 
that the enemy uses in dealing with us. And so it's not an emotional response. It's not whether I'm angry with you. It's not whether I even like you or not. It's when you do this, the protocol says to do this. So when you start to try to unite, we understand from a, history, a historical perspective that if you unite, that's a problem for us. So our goal is to create divisive mechanisms uh, through a num numerous machinations. And one of them is to give the people who are the greatest threat, what they don't have, and that's economic fluidity, at least for a moment. In other words, pay them off. That's pattern. So what happens is when you have us come in, if you look, everything that's out there that says it's black right now, that has its name around, uh, uh, set around some type of movement, BLM, Black Lives Matter, has absolutely nothing to do with Black Lives Matter, primarily uh, underwritten, uh, by the LGBT community and financed by George Soros. Again, you're talking about white dollars involved in black happenings and you, you, you hush it. Colin Kaepernick, financed through Nike, got real quiet after he got his contract and, and started working with them with that little thing they did during the summer and this latest, latest deal. Uh, with the situation with 80s, there's a lot going on there that nobody's talking about where white dollars is being funneled through there. And what you're going to have is black people with a voice and a space that on the surface, Joy Reid, Oprah Winfrey, Roland Martin, all sit up and sound like they're talking and speaking on behalf of blacks and for blacks, but are feeding you what they've been given to feed you, the Democratic Party, which ain't crap, uh, different, you know, uh, a couple of them sold out on Kamala, a couple of them sold out on Bernie Sanders, and, and they're using the same old stuff. And anybody who actually studies history and studies uh, the patterns, you'll find out that actually a lot of our greatest setbacks as a people didn't come from the Republican Party, which ain't crap. It came through Democratic administrations. The, the destruction and disintegration of the black family started under Lyndon B. Johnson's administration. The, uh, the, the, the uh, mass incarceration of African-American males was supercharged and put on steroids through Bill Clinton's administration. And uh, a big bulk of the bill was written and pushed through by uh, who would become Barack Obama's vice president, Joe Biden, and now the man running for president. Uh, for uh, one of the Democrats running for president. It's a historical pattern of what happens. And so what we do is we follow the dollars. When we follow the dollars, you start to see what we're going to do is we're going to put money out there. And what they're going to do is they're going to take the money. Then we're going to tell them what to say. Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter hijacked the movement in Ferguson. The movement in Ferg Ferguson was organic. It was solid. It was going somewhere. All of a sudden, here comes Black Lives Matter. They take it over. It becomes uh, a staple. It's hashtagged everywhere. Everybody's jumping on board. Who's not going to jump on something that say Black Lives Matter? Nobody's paying attention to the money. Nobody's until you go to the site. How many people that are black and black uh, back in Black Lives Matter ever been to the site? Looked on it. You know, the whole thing in Ferguson popped off because of the killing of a black man. And that mm -hmm. was common. And if you go on that site, black men are hardly mentioned on Black Lives Matter's website. It's feminism. It's mm -hmm. everything else. Now, they took a black male face, a feminine black male face, and made it the face of the organization, D-Ray McKeeson. But if you sit up and you turn around and look at the work that's being done, it's LGBTQ Senate. 
and and but 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 it's Black Lives Matter. How is it that an organization that basically usurped a movement on the killing of black men isn't addressing issues with black men? It's because they were paid not to. They they're financing what got behind that, and there's a bunch of nonprofit organizations that's a part of the nonprofit industrial uh, industrial complex that are literally funded to under uh, undercut what true movements are taking place at the grassroots level. And that's something that we've got to be aware of. But when it comes to Yvette, she lost me when she went after Dr. Wilson. Doc, and as I told you guys the other day when we had our conversation, Dr. Wilson is the reason I'm in the game right now. Dr. Wilson is the reason that my focus has been in psycho psychology uh, and human behavior. It's because of who she was, who she was. And she was the first one in the floor. Without her, I don't know about Neely Fuller Jr. I don't know about Dr. Naeem Agbar. I don't know about Dr. Amos Wilson. Uh, and on down the line of all the people that I've literally looked up at and fashioned my work at and stood on, on their shoulders, it started with her. So when she went after her posthumous, that, that was, all right, number one is, you felt that way before she died, but you didn't have the gall or the, the, uh, or the courage to stand toe to toe with her, you wait till she dies. Same thing with Mark Lamont Hill. He lost me too. After that, I don't care what else you got saying, you attacked an elder after they passed, after they become an ancestor. Same thing with Dr. Anderson. Nobody's perfect. Absolutely nobody's perfect. We're not mm -hmm. looking for perfect people. We're looking for committed people. Mm -hmm. And what you have is somebody that's been committed. You can't question that. You know, my thing is, what if he ain't never succeeded at anything? And we know he has, but what if he hasn't? He's still in the game 50 years later going at it. And I know a bunch of people with a lot more resources and connections that's fallen off or got bought off. So he deserves the respect. And the guy, whoever, whatever guy says, if an elder's wrong, his elder's wrong. That's the problem. We have no cultural history or cultural understanding, his, understanding of a cultural history and how we need to respect respect our elders because we we're in an environment where it's okay to go after an elder. We're in an environment where you can just sit up and be nasty, disrespectful, and then you can justify it by what he's he said that he's earned the right to say a bunch of stuff that you guys haven't earned the right to say yet. 50 years in the game, meaning that he's in the game longer than you've been alive, you don't got the right to come at dude at all. He well, was I to go ahead, go ahead. I wanted, I wanted to add something here. First, I wanted to say, anybody in here that's um, being greasy and grimy and agitators, y'all have those wrenches. Use them accordingly. I do not like people having dialogue back and forth on this channel with this because it's a non-progressive conversations because people are up in their feelings and you're wasting your time. Please just get rid of them because I can only do so, um, so much. But I wanted to um, add something to what doc, uh, Dr. Um, Wallace was talking about. Um, months ago, I was, um, you know, just looking into what um, um, Yvette and Tone was involved in, and they had they had went to some event, and and this information just fell on my lap, and it threw me off. And I, I, I um, this is the first time people are hearing this. I told some people behind the scenes, and they are connected with a group of white Christians that supposedly supposed to be so vastly concerned about us getting, getting our reparations. And 
they've been going to various meetings that Tone and them been going to. And I was like, okay, I got to pay attention to this because that was a point where um, I was um, still supporting them and following them. And I'm not a person real quick to just reveal things. I'll say, okay, I got to see what, what this is all about. But it was proved the, the thing that's proven is, is that um, whoever these people, um, the tone and Yvette are dealing with, they're kind of hush hush about it and they are funneling the money. And basically what uh, Dr. Wallace is talking about that the enemy is investing in white supremacy. That's how much this stuff, see the way we look at money in our relationship to money is totally different to the to the enemy because we don't get that um, much um, money. And we have seen there's various grassroots organizations that have been put together from us. Next thing you know, here they behind in here putting some coins in front of you and cave in. So think about this. The age of what, what the, uh, um, Dr. Um, Anderson is, I would imagine in his lifetime that more than once he has been propositioned and he's not willing to compromise. He's not willing. And this is even hard for me to even say this, that Nelson Mandela compromised. That's hard for me to say that, what it is, you know? It, and um, and a, it was a part of me that even lost a little bit of respect for him, but I kept that re, uh, re, uh, reserve because I still had to look at um, the things, the atrocious things that happened to um, Mandela in the, the continuous struggle of our royal family over in South Africa. So you gotta you gotta unpack a lot of these different things that are going on. Now this thing that I'm talking about, I will do a video but I'm not going to do a video in such a way where, oh, I got you and I'm going to expose Yvette and Tone. It just made me look at it like, what? Because I don't trust the enemy. That's how I was raised. And for the most part, they don't wholeheartedly um, just put money into something. They want something in re return. And so they sniffing around because they would say, well, maybe they possibly will get reparations. And ultimately, at the end of the day, they want to control the narrative. That's why they always talking about these damn programs. And Lisa been driving that in the wall on her channel about how they oh, we can put it in this and that. And it's like, damn, we ain't no we ain't no children and we can spend our coins either way we, we want. You know, well, this ain't about getting the Cadillac. Well, the enemy uh, wastes money all the time. Look at Donald Trump. He's a failure. He's a failure. This man has ran through billions of dollars. He's a failure. Process that. And he's this dynamic businessman. He didn't file bankruptcy so many times. It's ridiculous. And he's vastly concerned that somebody's going to look at his finances now. He's running to the Supreme Court for it. And to dig up stuff like that, you couldn't find nothing else on Dr. Wallace. Well, he has some failed businesses. Do y'all patronize black businesses? See, I'm calling you on the carpet. There's a lot of folks in here talk one thing and do something else. I often say that I live 80% of what I speak. You know, I'm still, I'm affected by this system. I'm affected. So you're not going to get perfection here. So I'll just leave that right there. Anybody has something to say? Um, I just want to uh, step up in response to what, what Dr. Wallace has said in regards to black lives matter. 
Now, many people know this. Black Lives Matter was started by a pale face named Dr. Uh, I mean, not Dr. But George Soros. He started and funded the entire BLM campaign. That's why it was uh that's why it was um you know promoted in a certain way, but it was really uh, operated in the LGBT space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. George Soros funded and started all that. Just want people all to money, uh, know. Yeah, all money, all money ain't good good money. Um, and you see how quickly that that goes da- down the hill. You know, it's like this, these people putting it. Uh, uh-uh, uh, you don't you don't want the enemy's money because at the end of the day. They 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 they're going to de- destroy um, the core of you. They did the Panthers like that. All this infighting and stuff. This ain't no. This ain't no. I mean, when, it, it's a different form. It's a different form of Cointel Pro. You talk about the Panthers when you talk about George Soros, and he's absolutely right. Uh, uh, I mentioned him briefly uh, in, in talking about that's who funded BLM. But see, jo- Soros' pockets run extremely deep. And he's literally been financing campaigns across the country, putting in district attorneys and pushing certain district attorneys. He's literally bypassing the political arena to control policy. Let me explain what I mean by that. The normal way that you control policy is by lobbying to Washington, lobbying to state legislatures on changing state laws and changing federal laws and putting in policy that way. That's the way things are normally done. So you go through either the Democrats or the Republicans. Soros is literally bypassing that because no matter how many laws you put into place, it's the district attorney's office that determine who they prosecute and what what, what laws they're going to enforce heavily and what laws they're not going to give a lot of attention to. And district attorneys have that leeway. So he's literally, a lot of the black faces that you see around aren't there because they're there for us. They're there because he put them in, promoted them, got them elected with his money, and now he's going to dictate policy. So you pay attention to what's being prosecuted, who's being prosecuted. And so I control policy with my money without going through Washington or without going through state capitals. That's what Soros has been doing for a while. And so what happened here is he controlled the narrative of what was going on in Ferguson, totally turned that thing around because he has somebody that he put in in that area. And so now he he didn't want what was happening. We had a little relation where this this entire country was about to erupt. And for once, black people weren't walking around docile saying, we, you know, give us peace and marching with the head down and the sign up. It, w- it was about to explode and the movement was gaining momentum. They put uh, actors on the ground that sit up and pretended to be us to start stuff that we really weren't starting. He sit in this whole uh, thing and funded Black Lives Matter, put it on the map for what? It's operating in a space that does not serve the purpose of what was going on there. But that's what happens when you start taking white dollars. See, if you once you take white dollars, once you get a certain amount of uh, white dollars and it comes in and your hand touches it and you got access to it, you move it around. The first time it comes in, it's about what you're doing, what you feel passionate about. But then when they sit up and say, "Okay, we're going to need you to kind of tone it down a little bit, but we got some more money for you. But you can't be talking like this and you can't do this. You can't say this. And we need you to mention this. If you can do that, we got another another round of funding coming. And now you got to make up in your mind. Am I going to stand my ground or I'm going to get this money? 
and you mm-hmm. see it happening all the time. You, you know what? I wanted to say something that was on my mind that my father had told me years ago, and I can't remember who it who it was per se, but my father was he was what he was it what he was um um trying to explain to me he was a, he would always t- um, teach me about how the enemy get down with their money and he was telling me that the enemy and this has happened in history where they will fund two wars this and this is they own people stuff we ain't even involved in it they will fund two wars think about that so they can control the outcome of it they in a win-win situation that that's you're funding two wars. That's how the Rothschilds got their money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly how the Rothschilds got their money, was funding both sides of a war. Yeah. And that happens still today. They're funding both sides of wars to control geopolitical policy and to control money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they have their hands um, into what they think we might potentially receive because they want to be in on it you know that that's they looking on the on the horizon and the thing was i went over and and i'm just letting y'all know i'm purposely willfully being judgmental since um tone and yvette is being judgmental for a reason um i went to their website and so i checked it out again been over there a few times and i said their website is not progressive enough i was telling lisa this I said, I don't see anything here where they are keeping up on daily news about whatever is being done in regards of ADOS. They claiming they're studying it. And also, Lisa had brought up in her state, they are considering um, uh, giving out reparations in her state. And so I was thinking to myself, I said, now why they don't have this on their site? where it's a continuous news feed because there are some things that are going on that they are possibly considering because the way this thing is supposed to work, my royal family, is that, um, see, Tone and Yvette got themselves self-contained. And Lisa had pulled the words out of my head because I couldn't think of it the other day. And what is actually supposed to be going on is chapters are supposed to be getting set up throughout the United States. Before it to rest just on their laps, I did see somebody in here that said, "Well, if it wasn't for Tone and Yvette, this we wouldn't even be talking about this." Well, the ADO concept they took it from somewhere else, and um, I don't know all the details. Lisa was telling me that you can you can piggyback me on that, Lisa, and let folks First know about all, that. We have been fighting reparations since we left the plantation. This fight is no, this ain't no new fight. This whole concept is not new. We've been fighting for centuries now to get something done for our people. This didn't just start with Tone and Yvette. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of y'all are acting like this all came from one source. No, it came from many sources. Even when I was growing up, I would see people debating over reparations. You would see it, you know, people all throughout the years bringing up this topic and talking about it. Look, Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran was putting together judges, lawyers, all kinds of attorneys and people that were experts 
from universities to do reparations before he died. This is nothing new. Yeah, what was that, Lisa? What, um, talk a little bit more about that because he was putting together sort of like a supreme team, the best of the best. He was. Yes. And uh -huh. he had several judges and uh, high power attorneys that got big payouts for people and groups and stuff. And mm -hmm. he had everything mapped out, including how to provide restitution to the masses of black people that were offspring of slaves. He had everything laid out. So no, this whole thing did not start with Tone and Yvette. It started long before they were even a thought. Okay, mm -hmm. long before that. Yeah. Even the ADOS part of it, that's like 40 years old. Uh, that's not new. Uh, it's not an issue, uh, and, and I don't wanna snatch somebody's thunder uh, for the work they put in. Uh, you know, Dr. Darity, uh, Tone, Yvette and everything like, I'm not here to snatch your thunder. Uh, you put in some work and you did a certain part of it, but what we have to understand is it doesn't minimize the work that was done before. And when we stop and we fail to realize and acknowledge that we wouldn't have this platform that we're standing on now, if it wasn't for a Dr. Claude Anderson specifically, because this is something that he's paraded in front of Congress, has testified in front of Congress and so much, so much more that we have to acknowledge that. We have to understand that this is a battle that was fighting. Martin Luther King Jr. was actually assassinated because of his push for reparations. Very few people understand and know that. Uh, as long as he was talking about integration and having a dream and all that, they were good with him. That He was their buffer. He was their voice that kept us quiet and kept us fighting for stuff that really didn't matter. It was when he realized that if we didn't have economic power, integration wasn't going to do us any good. It was actually going to harm us. That's what he meant by integrating into a burning building. When he started to talk about reparations, within a year, they had passed out a, a, a plan to have him assassinated. This isn't conjecture. This isn't some conspiracy theory. In 1999, the United States government was found guilty for being complicit and actively involved in the planning of his assassination. Mm -hmm. This was a civil case. I've got the video footage of what went down. They literally hired a, a, a mob boss out of New Orleans who hired a hitman out of my hometown, Houston, that came up there and did it. What even came out was they had scrambled a special forces unit that if the hitman didn't succeed, the special forces unit was going to take him out. They meant to get rid of him. And there was a lot of this going on. Same thing with... uh. Uh, Fred Hampton. Mm -hmm. I mean, this mm -hmm. stuff was going around. They were serious. If you go back and you watch, there's a video where they were interviewing uh, J. Edgar Hoover and they asked him, what's the greatest threat to American security? And he said, black unity. Mm -hmm. And he also did not want the rise of another black messiah. Oh man, they killed off. I don't know how many people of our brothers in Africa. Yes, and never and never forget another thing because I'm glad Dr. Rick is talking about this. A year after King was assassinated, his brother was killed. His brother died. King's brother. Mm -hmm. One year later, and they kept it quiet and out of the public because they feared another uprising. But you saw how they tore the place up when King was assassinated. 
Yes. He didn't want a repeat of that. So they kept his brother dying like a year later. They kept that silent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we lost a lot of soldiers. Mm-hmm. A lot. Absolutely. And, we, and, you know, and the thing is, we, we have enough history that if we don't know, we are never know how the enemy get down. And, and I'll, I'll put it to you like this. OK, right now, um, the Republican and the Democratic Party, they are divided. And, you know, I did a whole video on the, about that, them being divided. And um, and if they sense that the royal family is way out of control, they will put their differences to the side and handle us. And we need somewhere to stop. We got to start separating some, some, some things within, because I know, I know our folks, we get our emotions caught up. You got to start disciplining yourself and separating stuff. And my father would always encourage me. He said, do your own thinking and question things. You don't even have to call people out on the carpet publicly, but just, Think about what's um, really, uh, really going on. And well, like I said, again, it goes back to how you feel about a individual. And I, I feel a, a lot of things for individuals, but they ain't, they ain't good for the cause all the time. And now we're going this tit for tat. Well, why you don't call out this person for saying this and that? See, now you're getting off the narrative. We're going to stay on point. And at this point, Tone and Yvette are acting in a nefarious fashion and being disrespectful. Because when I went over there last night and listened, Tone was like, oh, forget all of that, that elder stuff like that. And I was listening to him and I said, Tone sound like some Negro on the street about that life. You have to conduct yourself um, um, dealing with this professional. This is serious. You can't be all over the damn place with, with that. It's a time and place for, for everything. And with this ADOS and Tone and Yvette cannot handle this on their own. They're acting like they the end all be all and you can't question nobody about anything. They not on their A game. Um, even um, Sheila Jackson Lee, she ain't on her damn A game. A couple of months ago, oh, she had breaking news to tell folks. Oh, we getting ready to do this and that. Okay, you're still talking about the study of. You just that's you just throwing something out there for somebody to hang on to. And it ain't nothing that you can hang on to. That's another person that's been bought off. Sheila Jackson Lee is from my hometown. That's another mm -hmm. person that's been bought off. And so many times that happens. You've got a bunch of them in there that's been celebrated as civil rights champions that were actually bought off. They feed us a good show. They give us a good dog and pony show. Uh, they hold these uh, committee meetings and interview people and grill them and talk tough to them. At the end of the day, the policies are the same. We haven't gained any ground. We haven't moved forward. Sheila Jackson Lee brought forth uh, a 16 page bill that says we're gonna study uh, reparations. You didn't have to study reparations when you paid the Japanese for their internments and all the things that happened to them wasn't even close to what we've gone through in this country. You didn't have to uh, go through reparations to talk about what you were going to be contributing to the Jews. You didn't go through reparations to talk about what you were going to give to the Native Americans. The only one that has to go through a study uh, before they can get their paper is blacks. 
Nobody else had this study going down where you got to literally do a bill and know you owe me money. You owe me money. And it doesn't take but a, 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 the average economist to come up with a number. The problem is the number is so huge it would bankrupt the country. And so, I'm just, I'm just, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Literally, you no, no, uh, hold on. I'm gonna give it right back to you, bro. Hold on, just a second. Literally, when you do the math, if you look at what we have given this country by way of free labor, by way of not having equal footing and equal assets. Even after slavery was over, you still held us at bay through redlining, through urban renewal, through benign neglect. All of the things, now you're doing gentrification, all these things that stop us from being able to build our own wealth. And then when we had the audacity to still rise up, despite all that, you came in and bombed us. So we, we're not just talking about slavery. You owe us for Russell, you owe us for Rosewood, you owe us for Slocum, you owe us for Wilder, uh, Wilmington, Delaware, you owe us for all the people you lynched trying to scare us into falling back and getting in line. No, so you the problem is you can't pay what you owe because you're broke. Mm -hmm. So now you're trying to sit up and come up with all these different ways of deferment. No, we're not sitting back. And this is not, and the bottom line is, you know, I don't care who takes credit for who did what, but at the end of the day, this is so much bigger than ADOS. I love the concept. I think it has very, very powerful footing, but we riding whether it's ADOS or not. We riding because at this point in time, people are waking up and not everybody's going to sign on to one particular philosophy or concept. But at the end of the day, if you black and you saying you want them to cut the check, we going to ride. And that's what needs to happen. Some people going to ride with tone and event, but there's some other people out there that's pushing it. That's got as much footing. Some people going to ride with them. Some people are just going to simply ride with whoever's pushing the envelope the hardest. That's and right. That's and how it's going to work. Go ahead, brother. And to, and to speak on that acronym, that acronym was actually uh, was called DOAS, Descendants of American Slaves, that was started by this gentleman named Norris Shelton. Exactly. So for anybody to sit there and say that, oh, this is all original, actually, that actual acronym was flipped and stolen from him. And, mm -hmm. to, uh, and to point out the whole entire CBC and their connection to this whole mess, they all been bought and paid off by the enemy. You, you, you want to know why? Because they are clearly there, Dr. Claw Anderson, to protect white wealth. That is all this what it's all about. This is why we're never gonna get anything through him. And, and speaking of that fool, uh, James Clyburn, he he just doing what his master tell him to do. The whole CBC has been bought off by the enemy. And this is what Dr. Claude Anderson was saying: black labor, white wealth. And another thing. I'm sick and tired of people calling this a country when it's been a registered corporation since 1871. So just off of that alone, we gave them chattel free labor without a price tag and we're coming for what we owe. Mm -hmm. You know what I was thinking about um, when Lisa put up the video the other day where um, Ben Carson was talking about this wasn't even workable. You know, it's like, damn. So you got all kind of people um, you know, all up in their feelings about this ADOS, uh, you know, just exclu exclusively our own. It ain't workable. It's like, so it's just, it's just anytime it looked like we might just the, 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 just the simple thought of it might, something might happen. 
it 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 really shows you who who is truly the chosen. Right. Really and, and what he brought up was silly. It was mm-hmm. silly. Now he's sitting up there talking about percentages. Well, I'm 77% sub-Saharan African, uh, some number for European and another number for Asian. Okay. When the Jews got their reparations, did you ask them about what percentage of Jew they were? How about the Native Americans? Did you ask them what percentage of Native they were? Mm-hmm. And, and even the Japanese. Well, what percentage of Japanese are you? It's a bullshit argument of what he brought up. It's bullshit. The bottom mm-hmm. line is if we descend from slaves, we're owed by through lineage. We was we were uh, similarly present at the time of slavery. We descended from the loins of slaves, and because of that, we are owed. You didn't pay them, so you're going to pay us. And 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 it's that simple. What we have to do is resist these superficial, redirected arguments that is meant to take the focus off of what the truth is. You owe. It, does, it doesn't matter who, who who you think we are. I don't care how much uh, the bloodline may have been diminished over time. If we descend, if our lineage traces back to that plantation, we need money. Now, here, here's the thing you got to look at. And this is why you got to be careful with ADOS. ADOS is about American descendants of slaves or descendants of American slaves, as he put it. I, I told you this goes way back. I told you it existed 40 years ago. And so this isn't new, but check this out. Okay, that's the slavery experience. Everybody that's a descendant of slavery. What about the people that were here that were a part of redlining? Some of them got here after the fact Mm -hmm. that suffered redlining. Some people got lynched after the fact. Some people suffered from urban renewal and benign neglect after the Mm -hmm. fact. Right. A lot of Mm -hmm. us suffered from uh, the, 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 the crime bill and, and, and the growth of mass incarceration and the introduction of the private prison industrial complex. So that doesn't have to be tied to slavery. That's the, that's the, re, re, that's the re-injury of trauma. We're not suffering from PTSD. Like uh, I love doc, uh, Dr. DeGrand, her work, post-traumatic slave syndrome, but we're not suffering from an element of post-traumatic uh, stress disorder, which is a one-time traumatic event we're suffering from something that's known in psychology as complex trauma. That's that trauma. That's after you traumatized me, you came back and traumatized me some more. And after that, you traumatized me some more. And in fact, I never got a chance to get the counseling for the first time you traumatized me before you mm-hmm. traumatized me over and over again. And you expected me to be functional. You expected me to go take my bootstraps, which I don't even own, and climb up out of a ditch that you created. So. Wow. This is bigger than descendants of slaves. Exactly. You gotta be careful with that. Dr. Rick, I wanna throw one thing in. I got family in the South that got land taken away from them from white by white folk. Mm-hmm. Okay. They took their land, they stole it. So this goes way deeper than chattel slavery. Exactly. Way deeper than that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. I, what I was thinking about, and another thing I wanted to put out about Dr. Claude Anderson, um, since you know, I want to want to continue to focus on him too as well, um, to show you what type of man he is. He got disenchanted 
He was trying so hard. He was trying with all he had to start black businesses. And like I said, it was sabotaged and, pay, and paid off. There, there were many years we didn't even see Claude Anderson. He just, just said to hell with it because he would not be compromised. He would not be paid off. And he was, he was, he was being sabotaged. And so he just stepped away. He was hurt. He was really hurt because this man is a very open man and he earnestly wants something from, from his folks. And so they had to like go, you know, you know, let's like, like um, some old books and go into the shelves and go dig them and dust them off and encourage him. And, you know, there's some folks that was really in, you know, some younger folks were encouraging him say, come on back. You know, we need you, we need your wisdom and stuff and see what's important about having elders like this. Um, they can um, they can keep us in tune with some stuff that we may not have even known that we were sabotaged way back when, probably even before we were um, even um, and born. That's why we need our elders there to guide us. Yes, we need to continue to be progressive, but we need to fall back and say, oh, no, no, no I don't want you to fall in that trap. This is what happened many, many years ago and stuff. I don't want us to end up like the enemy. See, the enemy doesn't value their um their elders they said they don't have no value in their co community and we, we and i often say don't mirror the system at all you we, we can set it up the way we want to set it up and i see a lot of us trying to uh, mirror that and it doesn't work out those people um those people um have all kind of um um issues and that's something that concerns me because you um Throughout our culture, our, our elders are our backbone, you know, that we can fall back to and, and, and um, talk to them about stuff. Even, I remember me and Lisa was having a deep conversation about many of our elders that, unquote, didn't have a formal education and had a wealth of knowledge, you know, a wealth of knowledge. So some of these folks, some of these folks are on what the enemy is on and... Um, when I was hearing Tone last night talking, about, I'll get down by you know elder. And I said, damn, this sounds like a different type of person, you know, the way Tone was talking. And the reason why they are conducting themselves in that fashion, they feel they feel threatened and they um they are jockeying for power and they can't do this by themselves. So anybody that they feel that's a threat and ain't been threatened then we're going to um, double down on this. Like I said, what Tone and Yvette is doing is non-progressive. They are stopping their self in their tracks and, and, and everything happens for a reason. So again, here's come another separation. You know what I'm talking about, KD? It has to oh, happen. Yeah. Oh as yeah, painful, I know about As painful as it is, it has to happen. It has to happen. Because we are speaking for a reason about this. It has to happen. I hate to see it happen, but it has to happen. And we need to do individually, collectively our own thinking. Because when I often talk about us regaining our throne, we all have a seat at that throne. You know, you we are all the leaders. You know, you don't let somebody just lead you and you don't question certain things. That's why I often, that's why I use these affirmations when I say, how is the royal family? It's a reason for that. We come from royal stock. This stuff is real with me. I ain't playing around with this. 
and I conduct and I and I expect y'all to conduct yourself in a royal fashion. You know, you don't be led around like that. Just start with your own. Like I said, deal with your immediate situation. When things get beyond me, I only worry about the people collectively that I can reach out in my own individual household and we get on code. And I often say if enough of us do that on a high percentage level, that energy of that will naturally bleed out into the community. I have a so, question. I have a question. Yes. Uh, this question is for the panel, but it's also for everybody that's listening. Uh, the question is, we've seen uh, Yvette go after Dr. Wilson. We've seen Yvette go after a few other people. I'm not going to name, uh, but, and we've seen her and Tone go after Dr. Anderson. Can anybody on the panel tell me one white power broker that is an enemy of reparations, that is an enemy of black people that they've gone at with this type of vigor? Mm. Who have they gone at from the other side that has power and money that's actually an enemy of black people and black progress? Who have they gone at with the way they're going at Dr. Anderson? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank there, brother. Yeah, no. that, that, that's the question. See, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's how you know. See, they're not putting targets on their back when it, in the real game. Because if you ain't being investigated and followed by the FBI, if the CIA ain't tapping, CIA ain't tapping your phone, you ain't putting in no work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's so, right. So my thing is, who are you going after? You are front, you good, you good, you're talking a good game, you're playing a power broker game, you're gonna get your money and you're gonna eat. And then black people gonna go back to living like black people always do after being fired up and gassed up about something that's gonna happen that's really not gonna happen because you're gonna be paid to redirect it. And that's been happening over and over and over again until we make up in our minds and we become a movement. And you can't have you can't have one leader. You can't have two people sitting at the top. You got to have an entire concept that's literally bred into our children from childhood that you come mm -hmm. up, you fight, you stand, you live, you buy your own and you cut off one head, five more grow up in its place. That's, that's right. how we're going to win this. Not by somebody sitting up and saying, I'm the leader. I thought of this. No, we're going to have it by everybody thinking I'm going to mm -hmm. be financially aware. I'm going to be economically aware. I'm going to be politically aware. I'm going to be responsible for holistically educating the children in my family. We are building something long term. I told I said this before and then I'm going to shut up until we get some men. And, and, and it's women, too, but I'm speaking men because men are going to have to stand up as leaders. We got to protect our women. We got to protect our children. But until we get some men that are ready to plant seeds that they may not even live long enough to see come to fruition, we just talk. Why? Because we it took us years to get here. We There is no quick fix for what we're fighting for. We're going to have to literally plant seeds. We're going to have to raise up a generation that's untainted that don't think like them, that don't want to be a part of their Eurocentric idea, that doesn't want to move. And think. They're not asking white people, are they beautiful? They're not asking white people, can I have a job? When we sit up and raise up a generation like that, I, I, I'm at an age where I may not be there when it happens, but i got to be willing to put it in. See, everybody wants immediate gratification. We got a bunch of people that want clout, that want to be patted on the back. That's what they want. I don't care about a damn pat on the back. I don't care about how many likes I get on my channel. My people will tell you, I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to tell you the truth. 
I don't care if you don't like me, but you're going to know that when I give you something, you can go check it. You can go fact check it and you can look at it and you can take it with you. That's all I care about. I, I, I'm good enough with me right now that my ego strokes itself. So I don't need no ego stroke. I, all I want is to share with you, but I'm pouring into young black males, hoping they will raise up a, a, a generation that will stand up and create what we're looking for. And, and, and we got too many people that want it to happen in our lifetimes and they're trying to quick fix it. And, and what happens is anybody that's trying to quick fix something can get business, can get misled by a false sense of and be fed money or yes, a position being Carson, a mm -hmm. position, you got this now. So now I got to sit back and play my role. You got a bunch of people started out with good intentions that are playing roles right now. He talked about the Cong Congressional Black Caucus. That that, that that's that entire organization organization, but you can't talk about the NAACP. Hell, that was funded by Jews. So so what what are we gonna have? We've got to raise up a generation that's not looking to one man. What happens if you you got what happens if Tone and Yvette gets killed? Yeah. For those people that are so blindly heavily invested in them that they can't see nothing else but what they're saying, that they are vicariously living through what what Tone and Yvette are going through with Dr. Anderson, that they are attacking a man that they don't know anything about. Yeah, the movement would die right there. Exactly. <laughs> because mm -hmm. it's not built right. Mm -hmm. no, not. no, go ahead. No, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask something. I wanted to ask something that was strongly on my mind. Um, now, um, with Dr. I'm gonna piggyback off for Dr. Wallace. Okay, remember a few short years ago what Killer Mike was doing, and a lot of folks, black folks, was putting their money in black banks. I promoted it heavily, and um, and then I even came back the next following year because I like to do follow-up videos. Now we're looking at Killer Mike, and I don't know who he is anymore. And see, they did the same the simple thing that they always do. They seen the influence that he had on the royal family, and they came in there and put some dollars in his face, and he ain't the same person anymore because they seen the power in that. So you got to look at how they look at you because I often say on this channel, our father put enough in the enemy where the enemy can see the kingdom in you and the everlasting life in you, and that frightens them. So... um we are of the flesh and now we got killer Mike sitting up here um, back in Bernie Sanders um, without a fault. And it just, it, it just turns your stomach. Cause it's like, damn brother, but I've seen this before. And it's like, okay, it is um, um, what it is. I even caught him um, where uh, a few, a few months ago where there was a, some big event, um, would just start mainly our folks and T.I. had called Candace Owens on the carpet and where T.I. had her, she was in a vulnerable situation and Killer Mike knew it and he stepped in with all this nigga stuff and all this kind of stuff like that and it pissed me off. No, 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 no. When when our folks is out there conducting themselves like the Candace Owens and you can catch them at that point, let them sink. Let them think. Don't rescue them because her intentions is not 
to help the royal family. We know she's only worried collectively about her own individual pocket. That's these black folks that be um, talking crazy to us. It's all about my bank account, my house, and my car. And I'm gonna shake my finger at you because um, you don't know what you should have. You, you should have you, you just um, really listened to me, and you can have this kind of stuff. You've been compromised. Remember that anytime. Our, our folks, male or female, laying down with the enemy. I was learned. I learned this from my father. You have compromised thyself. I'm telling you something I know. Well, it's the same thing with uh, Pete Diddy when he was running that um, 2004 campaign. You know, the whole vote or die campaign. You know, back in 04. You know, particularly for uh, John Kerry. You know, as the presidential candidate. You know. It's not too much different what Killer Mike is doing for Bernie Sanders. So I kind of seen this movie before, but I want to go ahead and break down this uh, this structure that, you know, of course, politics and business need to go together. But my real problem with your vet and tone is that they're anti business. The fact that they're anti business and don't even don't even want to give business a chance to even uh, come together with politics. Yeah. When you have real politics, the real business come together, that's the only time it's going to work. You can't be 100% one way or 100% the other way. Either either it has to flourish together or it ain't going to work. Mm -hmm. Correct, Katie. Correct. Mm -hmm. small, business, small business drives the economy. And, mm -hmm. and you, you can talk all that government and politics, but it is small business that drives the economy. And so the, the, the idea of separating the two isn't, isn't real because that's not how it's operating. I don't care whether you're talking about local, state, or federal, it's being driven by the influence of business. It mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. So this is, the, this is something that I wanna say because I'm paying attention to time too as well. Y'all know I'm a stickler for time. So the question that I ask, um, and I'm asking the panel too as well, is how I questioned, how I said this. I said, Dr. Claude Anderson is under full attack. What must be done? What must be done? What must be done? What we are doing now, not letting this rest and letting our folks know, I'm not going to just sit up and um, let you come up into our communities disrespect whoever it don't even have to be an elder and um and we're just gonna leave it like that we have let that happen too much we have to deal with it immediately because they become the cancer to our community and we can't afford to have more cancers in our community and um and I was I start with, with self first. I always start with me. I do that with my children um, that um, question me. You know, I'll stumble and I'll fall. Question me. I don't get all up in my feelings with that. I know how to detach that stuff. We need to. Um, I believe in peer pressure and it peer pressure can be positive where we set a certain standard. We're not going to get gut bucket and greasy. I'm not accepting that. And that's what's going, going down, that you want to get real greasy, but then the next day we're going to be very professional. It still stinks. 
It still stinks. Because the what I'm hearing now, they're not sounding progressive anymore. Now the, it, there's an energy over there on Yvette's channel and Tone's channel is an energy. And some of the energy is here where people are going back and forth and back and forth because you're up in your feelings. See, they created that energy of negativity and we need to have progressive conversations. You know, that's why I don't believe in all that marching. I, I, I can speak some powerful words. I can spit fire and get a group of people to march. Then what? Okay, we marched. We wasted our damn energy. Non-progressive. We didn't. We didn't do anything. So we can't go back to that 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 old stuff. We too progressive. The enemy. We already know what they're gonna do. But our folks is mirroring the system and caving in. And like I said, I'm gonna keep my word on this. I'm gonna show y'all that tone and who and whoever else. They are being paid off, and they are feeling threatened. For a reason, because they attacking a man who don't even do that type of stuff where he's digging up stuff and he's just throwing it out there like that. You have to question that. I mean, my thing is, I've had a bunch of people come at me, take shots at me, and very rarely do I ever even respond. I know who I am. And my grandmother taught me, uh, my great grandmother taught me something when I was nine years old and I was worried about some kids at school talking about me and telling lies on me. And I went home and asked her to do something about it and tell me what to do. And she taught me, she said, son, stop trying to convince people who you are and let the life that you live speak for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And that's how I do. I, I, I let the life that I live speak for me. Sometimes it's saying some unbelievably great things and sometimes it says some things that I'm not necessarily proud of. I'm human and I'm okay with that. Uh, so I don't respond to a lot of stuff that people are saying about me. But what I can tell people are tell on my own channel, I'm not on there defending every little point that everybody says. But my thing is, who in the world takes the time to go dig up somebody's personal business mm. to settle a score that's supposed to be being dealt with on the merits of work? And proving that a person failed at business does not prove they don't understand economics. Just in case you don't know, uh, I don't know anybody that hasn't failed that business that's been in business for a long time and is progressively and aggressively pursuing what it is they want. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have failures. You're going to have cash flow problems. You're going to have a lot of things. And then if you're a black man, you got a bunch of other stuff stacked against you on top of what normally is going on in the industry. And so uh, the idea that he failed at business is not an indicator that the man doesn't know what he's talking about. I think that you can go and you can look at the evidence that's out there, empirical data over and over again, if you understand it, if you know how to read financials, if you understand economics, uh, you know, both uh, domestically and on a global scale, you understand what the man is talking about is legitimate. Is he a little bit uh, outdated on some things? Absolutely. That happens with everybody. And that could have been the reason that he failed in business is that his business model may have been antiquated, but it, it probably would have worked. 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And that happens to everybody. It's a bunch of companies that failed when social media flipped uh, the marketing industry. When TV and radio stopped performing as good as social media did and people didn't make the adjustments, a lot of business tanked. Businesses that were good for 20 years wasn't ahead of the curve when it, it was time to go from, 
uh, 80% spend on radio and TV to 80% spend on social media. They couldn't see it. It didn't make sense to them. And, and, and so they kept their, their, their marketing spend heavily weighted in, in an antiquated market that, yeah, it still works, but nowhere near as good as social media because social media allows direct and immediate and real-time engagement with your target audience, something you can't get off of television and radio, and they didn't see it. That, does it mean that they didn't know business? No, they just didn't keep up. That happens to the best of us. Sometimes we just get set in our ways and we don't want to go, but that's no reason to attack a person. That's a way to say, I don't agree with what you're saying without saying it nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to go and ask her a question like this, uh, ask you a question like this, Terrell. There is no other option than to cancel them. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Once you cross that line too many times, it is time to cancel. It's time to cancel them. I'm, look, people could get mad at me for saying that, but for them to sit there and attack failed business ventures, to attack that alone, and they've been doing this to every other business person that they, they don't like. They did it to Jay Morrison. They did it to a couple of other people. I'm feeling some anti-business sentiment over there. And that's why at this particular point, for being so anti-business and being all political and no business, that model will never work. If you want that ADOS candidate to win their election, it has to be backed up by money. And you're going to have to get that money. I'm just going to say it. By ADOS entrepreneurs. If there are no ADOS entrepreneurs to back them a thousand percent, there is no way that the ADOS candidate is going to win that election. I mean, that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Well, Katie, hold it for just a second. We at that point, and you know what point we're at, Katie. Y'all know I respect your time, and I definitely have to respect Dr. Wallace's time. He's a family man, a businessman. He got a lot on his plate. And when I do these hangouts, I time them um, and I can only go so far. We can always come back um, together. But um, I I felt that it was necessary that we um, at least put this on the carpet and speak on it. But then another thing is that um, uh, Dr. Wallace has a channel and he didn't he's starting back over again so i would like dr wallace um um, to put your link to your your new channel or if you can't do it i can i can do it dr wallace and just speak on i want you dr wallace just to just for a bit just to speak on out here what you're doing and we can put the necessary links and um and in fact what i can do after this video upload i can just put all your information and so you don't even have to worry with it i can just um pin it you know, and put it all in there because um, other people will come back later and watch this, Dr. Wallace. But go ahead. You have the carpet. All right. I, I appreciate it. Uh, just real quickly, you can look me up on YouTube at The Black Voice. You can cross-reference that with Dr. Rick Wallace and you should be able to find it. Uh, this is a second go round. They took down the larger channel. We were almost at 20,000 subscribers, uh, over 4 million, close to 4 million views. And... Uh, uh, like I said, we had a lot going, you know, a, a lot of momentum building. It was growing rapidly uh, and they took it down. Uh, 
what I do at the Odyssey Project, you know, I have a number of different business ventures, the, the, the Visionetics Institute, which you can look out there and get myriad business solutions, Odyssey Media Group and publishing, uh, Master Fitness 21, uh, among others. That's all out there. That's how I su su uh, sustain and uh, support my family. Uh, but I and I put a, a lot of that money into what I do at the Odyssey Project because I get very little support uh, in comparison to what we do in expense. Uh, but the Odyssey Project, uh, I've got years and years of research into uh, African American adolescent, young adult male, and young adult male violence. We are working on. Uh, I created a program called Black Men Lead, which is a rite of passage program to help properly socialize young black males into uh, pr uh, productive manhood. We have uh, Restoring Ghettos Forgotten Daughters, which is uh, my wife's pet project. Uh, she's a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and, uh, and rape, uh, and she survived it. She's grown strong. She started out as a client of mine. Uh, after we finished working together, she went her way I, and about a year later, she came back across my path and I snatched her up. Uh, we, we, we joke about that a lot, but I never dated my wife. I met my wife in a situation where I worked with her and I was able to learn her character. And I said, that's her. But I don't mix business with pleasure. So she was actually working with me uh, to deal with some of the things she was going through. I stood up and said, she'll be back. And she came back. When she came back, I said, I'm going to marry you. And I did that. We we had our first date after I proposed. Um and, and, and we, we're still going strong, but we have ghettos forgotten darkness where we're dealing with people who have been trafficked, people who have been sexually abused as children. We're working with those uh, babies. She's constantly, even in TYC, which is Texas Youth Commission, where uh, juveniles are held in detention uh, for different crimes. She's often now working with them as well. And those are the things that we're doing. Uh, I've created financial literacy programs for the inner city that I deliver free. Um, Again, so many different things that we're working on, and it's all coming from uh, uh, my understanding of what I call the black enigma. Uh, I, I spell that out in a number of books. Probably the most comprehensive is my 19th book, which was Born in Captivity, Psychopathology as a Legacy of Slavery. Uh, explains so much of our behaviors and why we are even here talking today. That's a part of that. That's a spill out of it where we're competing with one another because we don't understand the power of unity because we've been taught to think as individuals and all of that. But that's who I am. So like I said, you can go to the site, which is the Odyssey Project 21.top or you can go check me out on YouTube at The Black Voice. Uh, and we, like I said, we're starting over from scratch. Today we hit a thousand subscribers which is a long cry from where we were. Uh, but YouTube, you know, uh, you have to understand when you got a company that's 77, 78% white male and you got a black male speaking unapologetic, you know, they got a few of our other brothers uh, who, who speak boldly uh, before they got me in, you know, so we're, we're still, we haven't gotten the final answer on whether they're going to put it back up yet. Uh, but I'm waiting on that. You know, when I send them, they say we're still under the, under review and don't send any more <laughs> requests. So uh, that's that. But I definitely thank you for allowing me to share and spend some time with you guys. I love for you to come over and check out what's going on. Uh, I appreciate the love that the Raw family, uh, Lisa, you guys, uh, what you've given to, to me. Right. But I have a printer, and the printer. Wait a minute. I, um, go ahead. Keep speaking. I, I got her on mute. Go ahead, Dr. Wallace. Okay. Uh, and I just, like I said, I just want to say thank you. Uh, my mm -hmm. thing is to 
as far as what my brother KD said uh, about canceling them, I think they're already canceled. If you start to look around the internet and you start to look at things, and I'm an observer as a person that's heavily embedded in science, I'm looking at numbers. I'm looking at numbers to understand. And what has happened is the response to defend Dr. Anderson has been so overwhelming that you can look at anything. Every time you sit up, AOS shows up and every little thing. They, they've been on this feed. I, I can't see the feed, but I know they've been on it. They've been on mine. But when you look at their response next to the people who are actually condemning what they're doing, it's so astronomically imbalanced by in the way of and in defense of Dr. Anderson. What, they, what, what they've done is start something that actually has shown the people who would be backing and financing them and being their money people that they don't actually have the pool that they're pretending that they have. And so that they're counsel because if you look at it, they don't control nearly as much of the black uh, perspective as most people have been thinking they have, and it's shown up. And what they did is by going after people, people every time you go after people, you, you go through what's called a schismatic split, meaning that there are some people that's a part of ADOS that may feel a certain kind of way about Jay Morrison, and you just went after it. Now they're gone. And every time you do that, and then you went after a legend, Dr. Anderson, and it wasn't necessary. All you had to do was stay with your guns, talk about the stuff you know, talk about the things that are associated with actually getting reparations, not trying to settle some score that goes back to Boyce Watkins. Both the attack on Jay Morrison and Claude Anderson can be traced back because they've been coming after Dr. Anderson. This whole thing about the failed thing didn't just start now. It's being rehashed now, but it started way back when Yvette was going at it with Boyce Watkins. And because both of those people aligned with him, they got caught in the crossfire. And now you're going to sit up and put yourself in a position where everybody can see you got some pool, you got, you got a platform, but you don't have nearly the percentage of black people you need to be that heavy in the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You basically got outboxed by an 85 year old that never threw a punch. <laughs> Ain't that something? Mm -mm -mm. Well, I put the link in there. So people are joining that, but I'm going to add all the other, other necessary links. I already know where to go. So you don't have to worry with that. Um, Dr. Wallace, we will, we will come together again so i'm putting kd on the spot kd would you uh do the honors of closing out with prayer oh once again um i would like to thank my magnificent elohim yahweh through his begotten son and redeeming yahweh shy for having us come together to uh finally um you know, show more respect for our elder, our great elder, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, who has given us the real true blueprint on how to have unity through unity, you know, uh, through the through the verse of Galatians 5 or 14, where it referenced that we must love our neighbors as ourselves, even in disagreement. And that is the beauty of it all together. I just want to also thank my Elohim for helping us get a deeper understanding of what unity is, because unity without our Elohim is a is unity that will not stand. Demons will come and attack us every single every single time we come together, and unfortunately, those demons have come to pass, 
and allow the demonic battery to be putting some of our people's backs and then run around and attack each other. But only through your word that could stop and be reversed. So I say on the behalf of the royal family, on the behalf of my one magnificent Elohim and his begotten son, Shalom. All right, my royal family, as we continue on. First Peter 2 and 9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Wanted to believe in something, looking for that. Trying to find the truth. I was in a chosen field. Uh, my mind's a style. The way I talk, angel touch me on the hip. That is how I walk. Genesis 32, if you need to see. I'm the real see the Jacob, that's who I be. Your core to your world, I'm the lowest of low. But according to the heavens, I go. And according to your shit. I'm like diamonds and gold, and everybody who blessed me will be blessed for show. Everybody who cursed me for the fall through the flow to a pit of hot papa with the knee grow up. J-U-D-A-H. Only if you knew the reason why it's me, they hate. Cause I'm the one that's about to prove with everything. Bring up death from high dwellers to eternal flame. So for now, I'm in the slums, death, dumb, and blind. And TV, yo, 37, tell you how I rise. Give all your love, into my crown is spiritual, never left my head. My crown invisible, my castle is coming. It ain't got here yet, but it ain't never gonna leave once it has been set. Come to breath right now, but it's gonna get better when it rains forever, even never and ever. It ain't never gonna stop. Everlasting dominion. Take a good look, watch, despite all your religions. We decree with the crowd, despite all your opinions. For a day by the father, dubs among pigeons. Don't want pushing this car, not recycling business. I'm at one in the spirit. I ain't out here sinning. Got some change on the bar. Maybe y'all like no, giggling to each other, using me for their jokes. They laugh at me in public, but they just don't know. I'm the one thing to judge them. Tell them where they Royal 
was a beautiful man. His own chosen all right all right my royal family this was quite an edifying hangout i got all these people emailing me they want me to sing all these songs and stuff um and y'all want me to play loving you again so i'll do it i'll do it for y'all but y'all gotta kind of um not send me all these requests because i still got to do these videos you know and stuff like that so but I appreciate it. So I'll I'll follow y'all requests and I'm going to play Loving You Again. And I'll get back to them other songs too as well. But I still need them links to them other articles. So this is a request. This is True Royal trying to belt out some music here. So we're going to get into this. <laughs> I think I didn't start some mess. I can't go there, my royal family. I sing with a three octave range. So I'm going to do my part. And, you know, Minnie going to just take it and just, you know, she going to do her thing. So we're going to roll with it, my royal family. Get all into it nice and sweet. Loving you, I see you 
family no more requests <laughs> but anyway my royal family i thank you very very much and we will continue to have these progressive conversations progressive and i have no problem being called on the carpet because i stumble and i fall and there's some of y'all that know that i don't make all i don't do everything accordingly to as well but i want us to be progressive and i want us in this walk and in this war to be a united front at the end of um, the day. I'm not in the business of trying to drag and expose our folks, but when we get any of us get out of hand, we need to have that conversation and we should hold each other to a higher standard. We come from royal stock and I Expect all of us and thyself to conduct thyself in a royal fashion. Think about that. You come from royal stock. You deserve the best and the finest of everything, my royal family. I thank you, my kings, for your true leadership. I thank you, my queens, for your true leadership. And continue to nurture our royals because they are our future and they ain't going back. Oh no, no, they're not going back. Remember the space and time that we are in. See, in this war, at this point that we are at, we are the cream of the crop because in this walk, you didn't put the cream up right away. You know, or that would have been all wiped, wiped, wiped out. Think about who you are. So we, everything, there's a purpose for everything. And we're just sharpening irons when we, you know, get, get to stumbling and falling and foolish, you know, and pull us to the side and say, wait a minute, I expect more of you. I need you. See, on this channel, when I'm talking to folks, um, I, I, I'm not leading we are leading. We all leading each other here. Because y'all know how some of these channels get people talk down to you. I will always continue to greet you by saying, how is the royal family? I pray that everyone is doing well. And as always, render your voice with your beautiful divine words. And as always, my royal family, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your support. And with that said, I shake.